God's grace and his mercy and his peace, these are yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. We're going to look at the gospel lesson for this morning, especially I'd like to lift up the last verse, verse 17 of Matthew chapter 3. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer, our savior. Amen. These are perhaps the three most important words that you and I can ever hear. When it comes right down to it, the people we really need to hear them from are our parents, our moms, and our dads. Oh, to be sure, if you're married, be up on a daily basis and often. You need to hear these words from your spouse. But especially, especially, we need to hear them from our mom. And we need to hear them from our dad. And the words are these. I love you. deeply personal. Those were the last words my dad ever said to me. May 20th, 2002, 3.50 in the afternoon, St. Benedict's Subacute Center. It was a Monday afternoon. My mom and, my, and I had gone to visit my dad who was there recovering from surgery. And we had had our visit. I had a church service that night at Holy Cross. We had the habit of Monday night church services. And so as we left, I watched. My mom kissed my dad. And he said to her, I love you. And then he looked at me and said, I love you. I looked back at him and I said, I love you too, dad. And I said, you know, I'll come back after church tonight just to see how you're doing, okay? And so we left. Three hours later, just as I was about to begin the service at Holy Cross, I got a message from St. Ben's Subacute Center that my dad had unexpectedly and suddenly been called home by, by the Lord. Those were the last words. I ever heard from him. And those were the last words he ever heard from me. I love you. How I treasure those words. I can still replay it and see it in my mind's eye. And I think I always will be able to. Do you know how many children grow up never hearing those words from their mom and dad? Too many. Even if it's only one. That is one child too many. Children need to hear those words. Even as I was at that, I was 51 at the time. 
There's just something that's not complete in our lives if we don't hear those words. There's, there's just an empty space there. This is just how God made us. God made us to be loved. He made us to hear those words from our mom and our dad. I love you. Get the message, moms and dads? Grandmas and grandpas? Say the words often. Speak the words to one another often. We have the practice in our family now that every phone conversation, every visit with our kids and our grandkids ends with those words. I love you. I love you. Today I want you to hear God, your heavenly Father, saying those words to you. As even more important, as important as it is for us to hear him coming from our earthly fathers and mothers, it's even more so important for us to hear these words coming from our Heavenly Father because there is no more important personal being than God. He created us. And as we get some sense from that Old Testament lesson in Isaiah, his glory is unparalleled and unmatched and unrivaled. I love you. As you hear God say that to his son, which we have heard him say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. As you hear God say that to his son, hear him saying those words to you. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Okay, it is undeniable that the Heavenly Father said those words to Jesus. But is it really true that those words he said to Jesus, he is also saying those words to you? Well, listen to these passages from Scripture. Listen and hear God say the words to you. Jeremiah 31, verse 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. These are words of Jesus that were prayed to his heavenly Father, and they're recorded in John chapter 17, where Jesus prayed, I have made, known, made you known to them, and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. 1 John 3, verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. And then also from 1 John, this chapter 4, verses 9 and 10 this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I love you. He's said it to you again today, hasn't he? through his word. 
I love you. He said it to you first in the moment of your baptism. He said it to Maverick this morning in baptism. He said it to Cohen this morning in baptism. You are my son. You are my child. I love you. You know what really makes this so remarkable? God's saying to us that he loves us. What makes it remarkable is this. He knows all about us. And he still loves us. Here's something that helped me gain an appreciation for that. As I thought about the fact that my dad loved me, and he did, I realized that he knew me about as well as anybody else knew me. And, and yeah, over the years, I, I imagined that I had somehow hid some things from my dad that he didn't know about that I had done. But as I am learning from my own experience as a dad and now as a grandfather, dads and grandpas pretty much know everything that their kids have been up to. And yet most earthly dads still love their kids. Well, God is a better dad than any earthly dad at knowing everything about his children. He knows everything about you. Everything. Everything. And yet he loves you. And he is better at loving you than any earthly dad is at loving his son or his daughter. There's these two truths that are very evident here. God knows everything about you and loves you anyway. And truth number two, there has never been a child of his that he did not completely love. Never Ever. God the Father has made no clear statement of that fact in that he gave his son for us sinners so that he could have us back as his forgiven and redeemed children. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. God the Son, Jesus Christ, has made no clearer statement of the fact that he loves you even knowing everything there is to know about you in this way. Greater love has this than no man has this that he lay down his life for his friends. God the Holy Spirit has made no greater statement of the fact of his unconditional love for you than when he called you to faith in baptism and, and gave you the forgiveness of your sins with that gospel of Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. I love you. When I heard my dad say that to me again, as I shared with you, I responded back, I love you too, Dad. 
And I, I told him that I would come back and how glad I am that I did say it to him when I did. Because that was the last time I had the opportunity to say it. Have you said it back to God? How can you and I say it back to God? Well, do you remember the story of Peter and Jesus following Jesus' resurrection from the dead? Three times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And each time Peter responded, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And ultimately, Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Giving Peter the way to say the words back to God. Peter would say it back to God, I love you, with how he lived his life. That's the best way for us to say it, isn't it? It is with God like it is for everyone else that you love. I love Karen. I say it with my words, but more importantly, I try every day to say it with my life and how I live my life with her in mind. I love my kids. I love our nine grandkids. I say it to them every chance I get, but more importantly, I try to live out my love for them in my life with the things I do for them and how I seek to come alongside of them. I love God, and I try to say it with my life. And the good news is that God gives you and me the grace in our baptisms to be able to say it with our lives. We were buried with Jesus through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. There was once a 17-year-old boy who was deeply in love for the first time with a young lady by the name of Mary. And this young boy spent the day with Mary and her family, and they had a great day. And as the day came to an end, mysteriously, everyone in the family found some reason to excuse themselves for a few moments in order to let this young boy be alone with Mary. And so they sat on the living room couch, and they were listening to music. And as they listened to music, she slipped her hand into his hand. And he could smell her hair. And he could smell her perfume. And on the way home that night, as he thought about that over and over, what ran through his mind was this. She really loves me. She really loves me. This day as you go home, may you find yourself saying that in Jesus Christ, he really loves me. God, my heavenly Father, really loves me. Because in Jesus, that's the truth. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.